All right, my friend, happy Friday. As you may recall, if you follow me on Instagram, I posted in my stories this week, what episode do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a throwback episode about a really weird date that I went on? Or do you want something a little deep talking about the importance of rest and not grinding? And the majority of people voted for the more lighthearted option, the throwback option. So that is what you are going to hear in a minute or so. We've all had really bad dates. This one was strange. It was just strange. I did not walk away from it feeling sad, feeling like I missed out. If anything, I was thankful for it because it gave me a hilarious story to share with you. So, happy Friday. Here is something lighthearted, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you've had a bad date too, if you've had a weird date, I want to know. So, send me a message on Instagram at it's actually Christy after you listen to this episode because I want to hear your story and if you want to come on the podcast to just share a funny story about your life, bad date, not a bad date, let me know that too. Hey, I'm Christy. This is Awaken the Extraordinary and uh, let's leave a few seconds for some music. Okay, consider this your standard intro and uh, let's get on with the episode, shall we? It's been a while, right? I feel like uh, that Stained song, it's been a while. Um, I'm on a gravel road for a few seconds, so just bear with me. I am recording this en route to picking up my son. Um, So I promised you a funny episode, and I don't know if this is going to be um, a hilarious episode, but it's something funny that happened to me, and you know, not every podcast episode, not every conversation that we have in life has to be deep and insightful and thoughtful. I definitely love having those types of conversations, but I think it's really important to laugh and find the light side of things because life is super heavy. And I think humor just, you know, it it boosts your mood. And I think you know, entertainment for the sake of entertainment. I don't think there needs to be like a a message and everything. Like things can just be funny and entertaining for the sake of being entertaining and funny and just give you an escape. So that's what I hope this story is for you. Um, This takes place like 2009. And for those of you that, um, you know, are frequent podcast listeners, um, you you may recall that my husband and I uh, did not have a smooth go of it. Uh, We were together and engaged for three and a half years. We broke up for five and then we got back together in 2013 and got married in 2014 and, you know, are are still married. (laughs) Um, Although sometimes I think both of us are like, oh my gosh, you're driving me crazy. No, it's not sometimes. It's a lot of the time, but um, I love him. However, during that break, that five-year break, we both dated other people. I dated a slew of people, um, and I met 
my husband on eHarmony. And, you know, I was like, okay, we had, you know, three and a half, like, good years. I felt like we were, you know, decently matched. And when we met on eHarmony back in 2004, um, it was kind of like the first of, like, the whole use of technology when it comes to dating. And, you know, there weren't the dating apps or anything like, oh, we didn't have smartphones back then, you know? So the concept itself was very new. And then just like the algorithm that, that eHarmony used to pair you up. Um, I don't know how like spot on that was because some of the people they matched me up with, I'm like, really? But I think that was like kind of the whole premise was like, okay, you may think that you don't have in common, but you don't, you may think you don't have a bunch in common, but when you start having like these deeper conversations, you may find that like you were actually more aligned, like in terms of your personal values and things of that nature. So anyway, you know, I felt like I had a good experience with my husband, you know, who wasn't my husband at the time. And so when we broke up, I decided to give eHarmony another shot. I waited for a while. I think I waited for about a year and then I went back on eHarmony. Um, funnily enough, the reel that I posted about the hugs and the person I referenced, you know, that I had dated briefly, I had met on eHarmony as well. Um, and we actually were very similar in a lot of ways. And so I think that's part of why it didn't work. Um, but I also met this person named David on eHarmony and we chatted back and forth for a while, but then we just stopped communicating. And I, I don't remember like if I stopped talking to him or if he stopped talking to me, I think I was just kind of turned off by him. So I just kind of let it fade. Um, and then he found me on Facebook, I think a few months later and was like, yeah, I don't know why we stopped talking. And I think at that point I couldn't remember either. So he invited me out. Um, we were going to meet at this bar at the time, you know, I was in San Diego at this bar in North park that I'd never been to. And when I went in and I met him, like it was fine. I I don't have a lot of detailed memory about that. I'm like, it was fine. It was fine. Um, but then it got weird, like really fast. Um, we were across from this restaurant called blue Bohem. And so he started telling me a story about how first he said, I always have my first dates in North park. I live here. I walk here. And that way, if the date ends badly, like I can just walk home. Like, you know, I can still have a couple drinks and not have to worry about driving or parking. And I'm like, okay. Like, I thought that was a little odd, but I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I guess that makes sense. Um, and we were across the street from a restaurant called Blue Bohem. So then he started telling me a story about this date that he had, um, where they went to Blue Bohem and there was a part of me that's like, what was I not like good enough for dinner? He just like wanted to have a drink, but you know, whatever. And he was telling me like how halfway through the date, he knew that it was not, it was not going to pan out. So I guess he was a regular there. And one of the guys that works there helped him leave through the back door. So he told his date that he was 
going to the restroom and then he ditched her. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, first of all, like you're a total asshole. And second, I'm like, why in the hell are you telling me this? And then I'm like, looking back at it now, I'm like, why the hell did I stay there? You know, like I was just like, what is this? This is just, this is just so bizarre. It's like that cue, that song by OMC, how bizarre, how bizarre. I was like, nothing about this is making sense. Like, I don't know why you were sharing this with me. Like it just blew my mind. Then he started talking about karaoke and was just like, yeah, I really love karaoke. Like I'm so good. And was like busting out in song. And I was like, oh yeah, I love karaoke too. And he's like, what kind of songs do you sing? And I said, I sing a lot of Jewel and Sarah McLaughlin. And you know, Jewel was discovered in San Diego. And I was telling him a story about how I was singing who will save your soul. And somebody that knew her came up to me and was like, oh my gosh, you sound so much like her. And that was like a really cool moment for me because I was always really self-conscious about my voice because it was different. Like it wasn't a Whitney Houston or Celine Dion. It was very different. So when I heard Jewel, I was like, this is cool. So then he's like, well, we'll sing like bust out in song. And I'm like, we're sitting in a bar. I'm not just going to like bust out. in song. I know you did that. I'm like, dude, that is not, that is not my style. And so he's like, no, no, he just kept badgering me. And I was like, no, like it reminds me of Catherine O'Hara in Home Alone when she's traveling with John Candy and he's trying to get her to play his, uh, I don't know, whatever the polka instrument is. (laughs) And he's like, come on, come on. She's like, no, no. And she's like, no, effing drop it. No. Like that's how I was when he was trying to get me to sing at the bar. It was just weird. It was just weird. So we, uh, are talking about karaoke and jewel and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not singing jewel. And then he suggests going to karaoke. Well, going to karaoke is kind of like my kryptonite. I don't care if I don't like you. If we're going to karaoke or if that like comes up, I'm probably going to go. So he was like, yeah, you know, there's this place in Mission Valley at this hotel, like some frog in the name place. And he's like, it's really good karaoke. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm driving. So I drive us to Mission Valley. We get out of the car. He gets out on the passenger side and does not even wait for me. And just starts going into the hotel. And I remember standing there going like, oh, okay, here, like, let me kind of hustle to catch up with you. And I was like, that's fucking rude. And I swear, like, recounting this, I would have just left, like, after the bar. I just would have been like, look, dude, like, this just, I I just don't think we're a good match. Or... If I had made it to the hotel, as soon as he like started walking into the hotel and didn't even look back to see where I was, I probably just would have gotten in the car and left. But no, I'm just like, fine. You know, like that's fucking rude, but okay. Like I'll just go. So then we go there and we sit at the bar and it's like a bunch of like high tables and then there's also a bar and there's 
there's no karaoke stage. Like you're just kind of standing around in the midst of everybody singing a song. And so he sits at the bar. I can't remember if he bought me a drink. I really hope he did. And then he like bails on me to go hang out with all of his regulars, like go mingle with all of his regulars. Doesn't take me with him doesn't introduce me to anyone. And so I'm just sitting there. And then this random guy who's had like a ton to drink starts talking to me and says something really weird to me about how I remind him of his ex-girlfriend because I blinked a lot. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? But I'm still sitting there. I'm still sitting there. And so, oh my gosh. So then the guy that I'm there with, use that term loosely, he gets up to sing John Cougar Mellencamp or John Mellencamp or whoever he is today. That song hurts so good, right? So he's singing it and I mean, he's okay. Like he's not bad, but he's not like, oh my gosh, like you knock my socks off. And then he starts like going up to the girls that are sitting at the high table and like grabs their hands and like kind of takes them out on the floor with him and like twirls them around. And I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, okay, like I am not digging you, but like seriously, just a little bit of respect. But what do I do? No, I still sit there and I'm just like, oh my gosh. So then he comes over to me after he's done and he's like, what did you think? What did you think? And I'm like, it was good. And then like, he asks me, oh my gosh. Like he asks me, did you cream your panties? And I'm like, what? And he's like, did you cream your panties? And I'm like, I can't even like, ew, like, I've never been asked that in my entire life. I've never heard that phrase. Like I had never heard that phrase before. And I just sat there and was like, no, not quite. So then, so then he's like, I'm going to go outside and smoke. And I was like, okay. So then it's my turn to sing. And I sing a Paramore song and he comes in at the end and he's like, Hey, that was, that was pretty good. I'm like, I told you I can sing. Like, if I want to sing, I I can sing, you know? And he's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. He's like, so, hey, like, my friend texted me, and she's having a a divorce party at Bar Pink. So, do you want to go? And I I think at that point, I was just like, "Uh, who fucking cares at this point? Fine, let's go. I think I was just like, I just want to see how bad it can get. I have no clue. So, then we go to Bar Pink. And I was actually really glad we went because his friend that was having the divorce party, and that's actually funny too. So when I got divorced in 2001, um, like I told my friend, I'm like, I want a cake. I want a cake that says happy divorce, Christy. And so when I got divorced, my friend got me a cake and we had a little party. And back then divorce parties weren't a thing. And so I just thought that this was funny. And I think that's part of why I wanted to go was like, oh my gosh, like I want to meet this girl that's having a divorce party. So we go to Bar Pink and I'm really glad we went because nobody else showed up for this girl. And she was super sweet. Like she was super cool. And he goes and introduces us And she and I clicked and he's like, Hey, like I see some of my friends there. And I'm like, that's fine. 
Like, just go, just, just go. And so she and I like had a great time. That was like really the redemptive part of the night. And I'm there for probably an hour, have no freaking clue where he is. And then he comes up to me and he gives me a hug. He's like, so are you having a good time? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, I'm going to go like meet my friends at soda. So like, I'll talk to you later. And I'm like, okay. And so he left and I think his friend was in the bathroom and she comes back and she's like, where's David? I'm like, he left. And she looked at me and she's like, what? And I go, he he left. I'm like, I guess he had to meet some friends at soda. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't be. I said, I know he's your friend, but, um, he was actually like really a jerk to me. And so I'm like, this is totally fine. And I said, but I'm going to go because I'm tired. I'm like, you have been amazing. I really wish like I had gotten her number because she was just such a sweet girl, but I'm like, I'm going to go. And she's like, I totally understand. And, uh, I went home and as I'm driving home, I'm like, wow, like that was just such an interesting night. I'm like, what an ass. Um, but then I was also like, but I, I was there, right? Like I was there for the entire date and I never left. And when I ask myself, like, even now, I'm like, when I look back, I'm like, why did I stay? Like, why did I stay? Like, there are like neon signs everywhere. And I stayed and I think it was like, I just didn't want to be rude. Um, I just didn't want to be rude, but I look at it now and I'm like, you know what? Like that was, that was time of my life. I'm never going to get back. And I spent it on someone who wasn't worthy of my time and my energy, but it gave me a really funny story to tell. And for that, I am grateful. But just remember your time is valuable. Your energy is valuable. So if you're like on a date or you're hanging out and you're miserable or you just know it's not going anywhere, maybe not like ditch the person, but maybe just like don't prolong the evening if you know like it's not going anywhere. So this is my funny and hopefully entertaining episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were amused. I would love to know your thoughts. If you listen, send me a DM at Awaken the Extraordinary on Instagram. You can send me an email at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at awakentheextraordinary.com. Do you have a similar story? I would love to know. As always, thank you so much for listening. I know that you actually do have a choice as to how you spend your time and your, your energy. And I thank you so much for choosing to spend some of that with me. It really does mean the world to me. So thank you for listening and I will talk with you soon.